0: So I turned on my TV yesterday and I was going through Netflix and I came across this TV show. It's called Masha and the Bear. And, uh, you know, I laughed at it because, you know, it's literally Masha is literally a combination of me and my sister's name. So, you know, I just chuckled a little bit. But I was like, you know what? This seems pretty interesting. Masha is like a little girl. She's like two inches tall. And the bear is just this really big bear. So I was just really interested, you know, and uh, I pressed the show and I started watching the first TV show or the first episode. Sorry and uh, it's essentially a, it's it's a russian show all the names are in russian and essentially masha is this little girl who who meets this bear this bear lives in a very nice home in a, a nice cabin in the woods and masha you know just keeps running into the bear's home and the bear you know keeps pushing masha you this know, girl man is
1: just watching this by himself on a regular sunday and, night
0: and and Masha, you know, just keeps running in, just fearless, you know, fearless, not scared of this big dinosaur-sized bear. Um, so you know, just kind of got me thinking, you know, I really miss uh, what just being a kid and just being just fearless and mm. not being scared of anything and just being curious of 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 everything in the world around you, despite how big or scary these animals may be, you know. And I, I was just thinking how like uh you know sometimes i think about where my inner inner child went and i think at times i realize that like it it hasn't gone anywhere you know and i feel like for everybody it hasn't left them i just think it's masked over by things like bills and Mm -hmm. jobs and and this and that and other important adult stuff but still at the core at the mantle of the human soul is you know that kid that is just fearless and curious of everything so um
1: let yeah, your that's child sell uh, free. Your inner child. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, you know, if uh if you've had uh, you know, some some down kinda weeks, some down days recently, um, try just connecting back to what you used to like doing as a kid. You know, if you like frolicking around in the grass or if you mm-hmm. like to go jumping in the lakes, I like to do both.
1: Yeah, Mashun and-, and I were talking about how we have become Winnie Hut juniors now that we're older. So we are what trying- the hell did you call me? need had Juniors,
0: from Weenie SpongeBob Junior.
1: Yeah, so we're trying to, you know, indulge in that child self, like listening to Guitar Hero playlist or playing with our tamagotchis again. Just you know, doing those little things to make us happy. We're gonna, you know, get back to that slowly but surely. We're trying to get that one step at a time. All right. Anyway, welcome back to Difficult Dish. A podcast about different South Asian narratives, your favorite South Asian safe space. You like that? That's
0: a good one. And my name a little is corny, but It's a little corny, but you know, my name is, my name is Mosh I actually
1: heard my therapist for the first time ever say that the other day where she said that this oh, is your what? safe space. My, you heard that here first, guys, therapist. What? She that? has finally gotten a therapist after years of complaining and trauma called? dumping. Now I'm actually that? really excited because I just joined therapy for the first time ever in my life and I've always wanted to do it. It was actually on my 2022 bucket list this year. So I'm really happy that I made the jump. I think the biggest thing for me back in the day and still in the day <laughs> is that <laughs> i couldn't afford it because therapy is so inaccessible it's really not fun at all like it's crazy how much money you have to spend on it even with like financial aid and even with like scholarships or if your school offers it to you it's just so much money and another thing was when i was living at home i felt i felt like i couldn't really talk especially if it was on zoom or you know on virtual i feel like i couldn't have talked um to my fullest extent because my parents were downstairs and i feel like they were listening and i wouldn't be able to open up so i i feel like i'm at a good place now where i'm able to just talk freely you know creating boundaries
0: i remember when we started the podcast and you were at home um (laughs) you used to have to wait till you know your parents (laughs) were gone your parents were asleep or like something i mean yeah i mean not even the podcast just us talking in general, you always preferred when, like, you were in your YouTube videos. Like, same thing. Yeah. You, uh, you just never really felt, I don't yeah. want to say safe, but I guess not not fully you while, while yeah. you were at home. You if know, you guys so.
1: listen to my old podcast, I'm sorry, my old YouTube videos and our old podcast episodes, you can hear how I'm basically whispering and how I feel so shy. We'd have to re-record every single video so many times because I didn't like how it came out and I was just, like, not my fullest self. So it's crazy how now I feel more comfortable to open up because I have that safe space and that privacy and those boundaries that I've created. But what are we talking about today, buddy? Oh,
0: today we're talking about therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think one of our pillars of the pod is talking about you know just mental health. I think we've both had our our both you know respective experiences with it that you know are both different, but but both still aligned and correlated with one another All right and and yeah so so we're just gonna kind of talk talk we're still gonna talk, <laughs> talk. about uh about wait about i took a
1: few pictures of ducks today for
0: you for me for you you didn't send them to me
1: i know i'm gonna send it to you after the pod send it right now no <laughs> after after
0: okay fine um Yeah, therapy. You know, we're going to talk about the stigma behind therapy. We're going to talk about the actual implementation of it, what it's like. For you guys that don't know, this is, I don't know if this is my first time publicly saying this, but I saw a therapist for maybe like five, six months uh, back in 2020. 2020, 2020, yeah.
1: No, 2021.
0: Yeah, last year. Yeah. I saw a therapist for a little bit. I did maybe like eight to 10 sessions, I think. Um, and I loved it, you know, and, and I'll go go a little bit more into my experience, you know, I'll I'll go more in depth about my experience, but I felt, you know, courageous and excited to kind of talk about it because I don't think I've ever really publicly talked about my experience with there, even that I went because, you know, I, you know, I, I never told my parents that I went. Mm-hmm. um so if my mom's listening to this is probably her first time just <laughs> finding this out but yeah. um you know i i have a i had i just have interesting takes on it i yeah. know a lot of people are really interested about knowing more about how i went about it You know, we'll talk about the cost of it just how to get it done and if it's really worth it you there's know there's definitely a stigma um,
1: with with brown males going to therapy. i mean males in general are going to therapy at all because it's kind of like why is a man who's supposed to be the strongest person ever seeking help when they are just supposed to swallow it down, you know. So it's crazy that you were able to even do that. I remember I, I think had to push I, you actually to do it, remember?
0: Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't really remember what was going on before I started going, but I know I wouldn't have found one unless um you pushed me to do it. Yeah. I think, you know, I was in that pool of brown guys that were like, nah, I don't need therapy. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the big mentality. I don't need it. Right. I'll be good. Right. I got I got this and I got that. I don't need it, I was telling myself that a lot for for a long time, but uh you know we can just talk a little bit about the stigma behind therapy and behind yeah. mental health I think that I think the biggest one behind therapy you know not even relating to the brown community just about therapy in general is that um you only go to therapy when you are depressed right or when you like are when you're down dealing with when you're like dealing with extreme mental issues. Mm-hmm when that's not you don't have to go to therapy for that therapy is just a, a just guidance it's just right. somebody who knows more about life than you do and especially when you're in the age group around our age where we know that we know some stuff about life and we just but we know that there's still a vast world to discover right. um therapy is essentially just just learning more about life how do i get through this Because, yeah, you might have older siblings, you might have your parents, but they're not professional forms of guidance. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I used to struggle with a lot back when I was going to my therapist last year. You know, a lot of home stuff, a lot of personal stuff, and I didn't really realize at the time how beautiful the therapy experience is and how important it was for me at that time to get to where I am today. So if you are struggling with something, whatever it is, BetterHelp wants to help you. BetterHelp is a platform that offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and and help you. You're able to talk to your therapist in your own private online environment at your best convenience.
1: And I think therapy is so taboo in South Asian society. And this is so important, especially if you think that therapy is inaccessible. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. I literally got my therapist in like 24 hours. It was great. All you do is schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. We all know how important it is to have South Asian or Asian, someone of a similar background to talk to. I was so lucky to find someone with an Asian background, so I didn't have to explain anything to her. She yeah, just knew. She felt name? me. Her name is Christine.
0: She's Shout out Christine. the GOAT.
1: So you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist.
0: And we know how much y'all have been wanting to get into therapy. So for that, we got you We got y'all back. You we got, got me. Y'all. We, I got you. I got me. <laughs> I got us all. With 10% off of your first month with BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash Mahua. M-O-H-U-Y-A. That is BetterHelp.com betterhelpcom dot com slash mahua, and thank you again, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode of the pod.
1: Something else on top of that is that you don't have to be in your worst state ever to finally turn to therapy, and it's also like you don't want to be trauma dumping on all your close friends you know like especially if you are so depressed if you are in such a low state you kind of do want to talk about it and you do want to you know vent to your friends and whoever it is that that you're close to and at some point it is very therapeutic to talk to them about it but it's also very hard for them to constantly hear the same thing so to i'm not saying that like you're you're a burden on your friends or your burden on your loved ones but i'm saying that you are able to get such a different perspective from an objective point of view when you do go to therapy. And honestly, like, I don't have much experience. I've only had one therapy session so far, but my therapist has been so great so far from what I've um, seen of her. And she also said that, you know, she's not a magician. She's not going to magically get my problems to disappear and all my issues and trauma to disappear. But she's kind Mm -hmm. of like a guiding hand, you know, she's going to help me through it. She's going to help me with exercises and different things to really just confront it in a healthy way. And I think that's that's one of the, the better ways of looking at therapy.
0: Yeah, you know, you can always go to your friends for advice or right. for opinions on stuff, but, like, that's always going to be biased mm-hmm. despite how close you guys are. But yeah, they've despite, known you your whole life. This, you know, despite how real you guys keep it, there's always going to be bias. It's always going to be subjective. You know, talking to an actual professional who they do this for a living like this is what they do like they've devoted their entire career to helping people like you out it's it's amazing you know i had a i had a great i'd say probably like a 9.2 out of 10 you know like 9.5, 9.5. 9.2 up, <laughs>
1: was
0: that no it was it was up there i there, of course there's always, It's never it's never going to be perfect right. but um but I and think, you also I had the in-person
1: experience right yeah
0: you yeah, had the in-person Not like safe, actual but...
1: traditional experience whereas my yeah. first experience was through boy vo- uh video call mm. how was that talk to the people
0: oh man you know I'll, you know I'll, a lot
1: I'll... of people have like this traditional mindset of therapy which is like what they see in the movies which is you just go to a room there's like a chair they're writing notes that's what i thought it was too
0: yeah i mean i mean obviously it can get like that but again you know i, I really want to reinforce the fact that you don't have to go to therapy if you are just like crippling Mm -hmm. and suffering you know with something you it it's such a beautiful experience that i'm glad it's uh you know it's becoming more more normalized right um but not enough honestly not yet not enough but there's progress there's progress it's getting better there are there are more brown therapists that are being
1: more brown like uh, professionals in therapy
0: Right, there just are more brown therapists nowadays right. in general. Um, but yeah, I'll talk a little bit about my experience. Um, like I said, I really didn't want to because I'm very hard-headed and I only want to talk to a brown male who uh, like, understands my background. That's
1: very important to find someone yeah, it's, that's very like-minded and has the same
0: values as you. It's not important. It's honestly just vital. <laughs> like, you, yeah, you need it. it. you need it. And um, I i wouldn't like the last thing i'm doing is gonna go see john smith or you know caleb <laughs> not john smith at a, I, I really didn't want to but i found and i'm not like i'm not over exaggerating when i say this like no yeah, knows he, i nice. found the only brown male therapist in florida
1: wait but do you remember his reaction to when he had you as a client
0: so he he's one of two there's another one in miami He's the only one in Orlando. I saw him. I I hit him up, got in contact with him, made an appointment. I went, and the first session. Wait, you didn't know, even
1: talk about how hard it was to find him and find like a place that accepts your insurance, and it took like uh, weeks and weeks to find this man.
0: Like <laughs> it was like a. Oh yeah, we were we were looking we were looking for a while. It right. it, it is tough. Um, because I mean, brown male therapist. Just you say that, and you're just like. <laughs> like does yeah. that exist i found i found one right you know? and depending on where you're at maybe you got more but in florida i didn't have options i was grateful that i found him and um i think you know i'm very blessed that i get quality insurance from my from my job um i know a lot of people don't have that blessing and i probably wouldn't have gone forward with the therapy if i wasn't insured you know full transparency i think the therapy sessions were 140 dollars mm-hmm. but with week, my insurance right? per session oh okay you know so you know how however much you go yeah um but i paid 35 um so i just had to pay a 35 five dollar copay mm-hmm. each time um so yeah baba blah, blah. i went my first day talking to him um i really liked him you know he was just like <laughs> he was like my guy he was like my dog. He was cool. Yeah. And the first day, um, you know, I, I think at that time I was going through like some pretty some pretty heavy stuff that, you know, like I'm a lot better now. And, you know, you you were there like a year ago. Like things were tough. Just just you were just so stuff much that was going now. on. It's crazy. And um, it was like before I moved out. I remember like one of the main things I was talking to him about was like, man, I really want to move out. But like, I really can't because like I got like da. And yeah, you know, so, so my first experience with him was, was really nice. And I remember I called you right after my first session and I was just like smiling. I was like, man, that was really good. Yeah. You know, it was just like, it's so nice. You know, when, when you're just like talking, when you're like talking about yourself and he's just like filling in your sentences, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, he's like, oh, I get it. You were probably feeling like this and this yeah. and that. And I'm like, damn, I, I was you know and well
1: what was his what he said when he first met you too as a brown person
0: yeah i think uh you know he didn't say in the beginning but right before i left he was like oh um you're you're the only brown guy that i've ever met <laughs> you know and, and, <laughs> and he up. said he's he said he's been giving he's been um counseling for like 10 12 years but yeah he said i was the first brown guy and he said um he literally told me he was like yeah i'm excited to meet with you more because I kind of always wanted to talk to a brown guy too so it was like a it was like a mutual kind of connection that we had I mean throughout my time with him of course there were venting sessions there were times where I'm just kind of dumping on him like for 30 minutes straight about mm-hmm. stuff that's going on in my life but there were sessions where i would just go and i would just show him my poetry i'd be like yo like you want to see like some of my stuff that i've written he, this was the early stages of me writing my book so i had a lot of the very first poems that i wrote that's crazy if you go back to
1: him, him you're gonna literally be a published author you moved out and he's gonna just see you at, like your best potential like it's, damn it's crazy
0: yeah i remember uh like two of the main things we used to talk about was just like my my writing and how much i needed to move out right so uh, man i should have hit that boy up um but but yeah you know there were sessions where i just showed him my poetry and we just like talked about like my writing so it's more like like okay i'll I'll wrap it up it was he he taught me so much and it's it's so beautiful having that objective point of view that like you don't get from your friends you Mm -hmm. don't get from your siblings just somebody who really knows what they're talking about and i loved him because he was brown and -hmm. a lot of the stuff that i was going through he literally went through and he said yo what you are going through i went through this is what i did and things turned out better i have two questions in that yeah what's up (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: i knew i know you're about to go hard so i had to stop you right there for a second um first question why do you think it was a hard necessity for you to find a brown male follow-up question (laughs) why why do you think that you had to hide it from your mom and that this is the way she's finding out (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh mom if you're listening, she's li- she, listening like if
1: you guys have listened to our previous episodes Mishun is just dropping secrets on <laughs> secrets she's listening every single second of the episode
0: I'm uh, shuna. I, I love <laughs> shuna, it auntie. I think uh, it was like 50-50 uh, 50% me, like my pride and just not wanting to talk to a brown man mm. but also um, the other 50% is uh, the the things that I needed to get help with are things that only somebody who looks like me who lived a life like me Mm. would be able to help help me with i'm Mm. sure that i can talk to john smith and he could still give me good advice
1: Smith is not a person
0: like it's not it's not me knocking how much knowledge you know kayla parker could have all right but it's (laughs) it's a you know I I would not be as willing to listen and to inherit those skills and and those like points of knowledge. You know what? A lot of therapists
1: are able to, you know, just learn ways how to learn different ways to talk to their clients. They know different like techniques, they know different ways to practice with their clients. But at the end of the day, that's learned that's like something that they haven't experienced and something that that was taught to them it's not authentic whereas if it's a therapist that actually went through these experiences and is learning on top of that how to help it and counteract it it's just they understand you know it's just so much easier it's much more fluid and it doesn't feel like you're going out of your way to like converse with someone that just like doesn't is not on the same wavelength doesn't get it and like talking about it more when it should just be understood from the therapist, you know.
0: Um, and and I'm just really built. I'm really big on making sure that that connection is understood and that connection is proper. Mm-hmm. And um, so so that was just a major point for me. And I think a lot of brown people who are looking to get therapists, yeah, I, I know it's hard finding brown therapists, but it just makes it so much more comfortable, and and it makes it make a lot more sense. Yeah. Um. I, so for your second question, um, I don't think I had like a, a, a very like big reason to why I was hiding it from my mom. I think like it, not because we would like get into a fight about it or something. I just, uh, and I didn't want her to really know that I was suffering or I was like in need of help because I didn't want her to feel like she was like kind of failing as a mother. Mm-hmm. Be- she never was. And yeah, I these think a lot of things are not kids feel that. And, um, you know, a lot of parents who if if their kids do go to therapy, they feel like they've like not done a good job. And I never mm-hmm. wanted my mom to think that she's never not done a good job. It's just that what I was going through is 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 separate. It's different. But you can't really explain that to them. So I, I just chose to rather hide it.
1: I think I think a lot of kids feel like they can't tell their parents about going to therapy or about their mental health issues because a lot of parents take it kind of personally and they yeah. feel like, you know, they failed as a parent or they did something wrong and that's why their kids are acting like that or, like, feeling like that. And sometimes that, that is the case, you know. Sometimes our trauma is related to our parents and how, the way that they acted. But at the end of the day, it's like... We don't want them to be the victims in this case. We just want them to accept that we want to get help or that we are feeling this low about ourselves. And at the end of the day, we just, you know, we want their support. We don't want them to, like, victimize themselves and make us feel bad about wanting to get help when we're already feeling, you know, not so good about ourselves. So, yeah, I think it's it's so hard to tell your parents that when you're, when you're feeling that state.
0: And I think, you know, when it comes to therapy, I don't I don't know the history of it. I don't know if it's relevant in South Asian countries. I'm sure it's not, you know, to a very high extent. But I think for a lot of our parents, it's just like a new thing that they just it's like the Internet. It's like they came to America and they hear about this thing called therapy and they're like what is that like, like you i mean just honestly pay somebody just talk to somebody and give them money like honestly
1: even in this generation it's still pretty taboo and it's crazy like we posted this on our story to you know get responses from you guys almost all of the responses that we got we got a lot and a, a lot of them are regarding the parents and how they don't consider it as like a real thing they don't think yeah. that their kids should get therapy and it's just crazy how it's still so taboo and a lot of kids aren't able to get it or a lot of you know, adults even aren't able to get it because of how taboo it is in South Asian culture. So it's wild that like, even though it is up and coming, it's really still not a thing, you know, for the A lot of people still have to hide it like what
0: you did. I don't really think that that's going to change. Like, I don't see our parents ever really understanding like the value of therapy from from us. You know, maybe if they go on it themselves, they'll understand. But I don't think we'll ever be able to persuade our parents the value of it. Um, i
1: think we'll change it for our generation as when we're yeah yeah i mean i I
0: know we'll be good with our kids but i uh, you know i I don't know if i'll ever if if my parents will ever really understand the value of it right and there are so many layers to it Mm because i think you know if you have parents that are doubting therapy that are not allowing you to go to therapy i don't think that there's anything that we can do to persuade them but i think that still going and still trying your best to figure it out and manage and really not just go to therapy for a therapy se- for like a venting session, but really try to utilize those skills and show your parents that it was worth it and this makes sense. And it's just, it's the same as, you know, going to the doctor and, and getting, you know, a, a physical done. Like it's, it's in that same realm and it shouldn't be just treated right. as something that's just like mysterious and and just like magic like Mm -hmm. it's not it's it's real it's real shit and it should be treated like that you know
1: right i think obviously it doesn't really correlate to that extent but it's kind of like the same thing with praying i think a lot of us pray when we are you know experiencing loss or we're we're down in Mm. the dumps or something because we want something good to happen we're praying for something good to happen good news whatever it is but we don't really go when we're just living life on the reg right we're not just praying every single day or like whatever you know you know what i'm trying to say it's kind of like you get therapy or you pray when it's something that's really bad happening in your life so it's i think it relates to a lot of things in life you know you shouldn't let it get to a point where it's so bad that you have to get help because you have no choice when you can just prevent it by going frequently and it's less severe. Um, why? So, so
0: how do you, how do, uh, no, no more questions. Oh, you're wow. You're done with your questions. Oh, wow, no questions. How do, uh, <laughs> how, how, do, how do you feel about therapy? You know, you had your first session and you're not- I had my like first a, session
1: four days ago, guys.
0: Not enough people go when times are good. You know, people only go when times are bad. And that's really not the right way to go about it. Yeah. And at the moment, you know, you're, you're in a good spot. So am in a good spot. So why are, you, uh, why are you looking to get into it now?
1: I think I am in a good spot, but, you know, I've struggled a lot with, with mental health before in the past, and I was never really able to e- explore it in a healthy way, and I was never able to get therapy. I was never able to really express my feelings in a healthy way, and I think that anyone is able to regress back to how they were, you know, even if you are the happiest person in the world. It's so possible that things can change instantly without you ever expecting it to, and you can go back to how you were. And I think the point of therapy is even if you are happy, it's very important for you to unlearn the unhealthy habits that you were taught to do for so long. And even if I am in a better place now, I still think it's really important to, you know, learn how to take care of myself or learn how to communicate with my parents better or confront the trauma that I've always pushed aside and I never had time to think about in my hustling life, you know? So I think there's just so many aspects in life that I want to talk about with someone that is professional instead of just, like, dumping it on my friends or dumping it on you or, like, you know, just having, like, a healthy space to talk about it. And I think at the end of the day, obviously, journaling is a great um, thing to do. Talking about it with friends is a great thing to do. But I think, you know, having actual healthy ways to cope with it and learning different practices to just better yourself is just such a better direction in life. So that's just really my goal. I think I had my first therapy session the other day and it's it's been really nice to, you know, feel like things are looking better. And I finally have this amazing privilege of getting therapy, you know.
0: What, What would you say is your main goal? that you're looking to accomplish. Um I actually wrote this down. Next few therapy sessions, really.
1: I wrote it down in my in my um preferences. what you write? I wrote oh we're just we're just airing out all the things that I want to fix no, I mean,
0: you don't it uh, doesn't have to be like the fullest. But, no, like, I know. I mean,
1: I didn't I mean I wrote like a general idea. I didn't write down like details, but I wrote kind of like um communicating with my parents better is the biggest thing. Um, you know, forgiving myself and forgiving my parents for all the trauma that they unintentionally gave me and um practicing my self-love journey myself yeah self-love self-identity and just practicing the the art of just relaxing not being so productive all the time not feeling guilty i think i have a lot of guilt and trauma with like the eldest daughter guilt responsibilities so yeah a, a lot a bunch of a lot of th- different things but
0: a lot a bunch of different a
1: lot of bunch of different things um, well you
0: better have all the free time in the world since you're going to be graduating with your uh, master's this man has to education. really bring it up so, every single episode <laughs> coming up next miss mahula labyrinth avcon graduate y'all heard no in, more bs in, in, in no more b.s
1: more like m.a hey, 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 hey. m.a a, right? coming to there's you nothing,
0: there's nothing too bad about it but a b.s i'm not
1: saying bs is bad i'm just saying ma uh-huh. has a nice ring to it you know ma. <laughs> 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 so before we continue on to all of the beautiful responses that we got so we got a lot of responses this episode we want to talk about like five usually we give you guys like a good three this episode we're giving you yeah. like five six we are really we're giving it to you hard are you guys episode. okay yeah Is no okay? no, someone actually responded saying, Oh, because of you guys, I'm going to therapy now, so like i'm sorry i I know that that's like sweet what but, like that did mean? we did we give you trauma for you to experience? I'm sorry, okay, it's <laughs> no, just but it's actually I'm sweet joking. thank you Um I'm, I'm glad that that we gave you the you know the inspiration to get a therapy that makes us happy, but we're just young lads just talking away every single week, not uh, knowing what we're saying. Let us know yeah, if we actually real. help you once in a while.
0: But yeah, honestly, I plan on doing this podcast for the rest of my life. Yeah. I made the decision, you know, because uh, when did you uh, make this decision without me? <laughs> uh, Recently, yeah. I realized that, you know, this is so easy. <laughs> we just talk into a microphone. No, but the thing is, like, I wish you guys, away. You,
1: I wish you guys saw how Mishun and I actually are, because this is literally just like a reg day for us. <laughs> this is literally <laughs> just like a way we cool down every single night. Just talking yeah. about therapy and cultural expectations you know just another red yeah. day um yeah. so before we continue Any, on to uh, that segment let's talk a le- uh, little little briefly why do you think <laughs> therapy is so taboo still in this society what's one reason top of the head what's, like, what's one
0: like for for brown people or, yeah brown or parents for like america no brown for parents. brown
1: america <laughs>
0: Um, because I, I think it's the general, like, you're paying money just to talk to somebody. Mm. Like, I, I think, uh, you can talk to I me think, for free. I think brown parents always need, like, evidence of the progress or evidence of the work. You know, you go to the doctor and you get a shot. That's evidence. Yeah. But, like, you go to therapy, they can't visualize what is going on. It's just right. inside of you. It's kind so of also like, like, what, like what's it's the also kind of
1: like, Oh, why are you moving out and paying rent when you have our house for free?
0: Yeah, like same kind of thing. Yeah,
1: so you think um, it's like so- the the fact that you're paying money to talk to someone in such a simple job?
0: Exactly. They don't okay. see, you know, the the decades of schooling and and like the the all the work that like these therapists have done to get so good at what they do. Like it's mm-hmm. not just talking to somebody; it's figuring out life. and again you can't teach these things to your parents unless they go to therapy and see it for themselves right but but yeah that's one what about you what's one
1: i mean i talked to this i talk about this with you right before the episode but i think it's the fact that a lot of parents feel like medication and getting help is taboo and obviously Mm -hmm. this doesn't apply to everyone but my mom really believed that medication well like natural remedies are much better than getting pills and getting help or like you know like they say help in like a negative tone but it's really help that that actually makes you better you know but i feel like my parents really just like when i went on accutane for my acne it was my last resort i had acne for years and years like horrible horrible cystic acne and it was very very traumatizing for my you know identity my um, just my growth in general. I felt very insecure and it hurt my face. But anyway, I had to go on Accutane and my mom was really, really against it. And I think yeah. that's the same thing with, with therapy and medication going on pills. It's just like, oh, why can't you just drink water? Why can't you just eat a fruit and you're suddenly gonna be happy again? And I think it's yeah, yeah. just like, they expect a simple solution to it when it's really not simple at all and they just think that, you know, mental health is just, like, something that you can just turn off and turn on. And I I understand mm. it because I know we always talk about, like, the POV of the parents. But I guess, like, since they were never given a chance to, you know, think about their own mental health when they moved here, they just feel like we have to also make that sacrifice or, like, we're also able to do that, you know? Like, a lot of our parents feel like they have to stay silent even when they're suffering. So I think they expect us to also suffer in silence. But I think now we have the privileges to, you know, take the knowledge that they gave us, take the privileges that they gave us and just use it to better ourselves.
0: I think it's funny that you said, you know, your parents always or your mom always look for like a natural remedy Mm -hmm. when like therapy is the natural remedy, you know, in comparison to just getting hooked on like antidepressants. Like therapy is the natural way. Therapy is the water to like the bat skin you know mm-hmm. it's like that's the way that you should go go about it but whatever like it there those stigmas are always going to be there right. and i think about uh you know we had uh we had farhan on a, like a couple episodes ago and i remember he's always like a big advocate of of therapy mm-hmm. i think that was like one of the main things that we talked about and he's probably the only other brown guy that i've ever met that that's gone to therapy and yeah is i've so, actually like,
1: never met any Besides you and yeah, him. Yeah,
0: that boy that boy's obsessed with this therapist. Mm-hmm. Best friends. My As goodness. he should. As he should be. Farhan, you okay? yo <laughs> All right, you want to get to the responses?
1: Yeah. So we actually have a few responses screenshotted that we want to talk about. Y'all went off in this episode.
0: If you guys don't know, we have an Instagram um, they where we ask you guys uh, for your thoughts and opinions on our upcoming Episodes and themes. It's called difficultish. This man's gonna talk slowly forever. It's called difficultish. It's Instagram.com. So We're it's about Difficult to
1: surpass Dish. Mushnoon's Instagram followers, so please <laughs> hey, get the hey, followers hey, hey, of hey. higher on no, our do podcast that. page.
0: If you, if, if you follow the difficultish account, you gotta follow my account. All right. No, he's just I trying cannot, to win. I cannot. I cannot have less followers than difficultish. I will. <laughs> no, but cry. that's the that's the
1: serve. That's a very big bragging, right? Also, I just want y'all to know that this topic is just about therapy. We do want to delve more on, like, depression, anxiety. There's just so many different realms on mental health issues that we want to talk about. So we just want to dedicate this one episode to therapy. So don't feel like we're rushing every single, you know, mental health issue into this one episode. We got time for all that, you know?
0: Yeah, we we got you, you, de- you depressed folk that are listening, we got gotcha. you. Ah, come on, all right, all you, right. You anxious folk, we're coming. All, all right. right, so, we our, all.
1: all right, enough. So, all our right. first response is: my parents' response was, "Why can't you just talk to us? Who will understand better than us?"
0: Mm. this is like the same kind of thing that you said about, uh, you know, you already you already have a roof at our house. Why do you want to move out? Yeah, same kind of thing. And I think uh, I never really unlocked how to teach or persuade my parents that how it it is okay. The right. way that I went about it is just, I just disregarded what they said and I went and still did it. And I guess you can go either route. You know, like I said, I never really tried to persuade my parents. I just went and did it and I got my improvements and I brought those home and I showcased them. Mm-hmm. But what do you feel about that?
1: I feel like... For the most part, it's usually our parents at a younger age giving us all of this like hardships and giving us trauma, you know, again, unintentionally for the most part. So it's like when they do act surprised that you're not talking to them and you're instead talking to your friends about things that you're going through or other people, they don't understand that you're talking to them because you feel like they're the ones that inflicted this pain on you. And for the most part, when you do tell them about it, they might turn it around and make it feel like you're the one to blame and that you shouldn't even be feeling like this because they sacrifice all these things. You know, in my experience, it feels like you can't open up to your parents like back in the day, obviously not now. You can't open up to your parents because they just want to use that against you. You know, they sometimes maybe they could bring that up in, in arguments, even though it doesn't even relate. And it's, like, maybe they would use that as a chance to, like, make you feel inferior. And I don't know. I feel like there's just so many different takes on it. And it's just really hard for you to talk to your parents and open up to them when, like, they were the ones that did this, you know? Well, I'm not saying they were the ones that did this to you. Obviously, there could be other things. But, you know, it's just really hard, especially if you're South Asian, when, you know, you just find so much more comfort. And like a family type of unit from your friends or other loved ones.
0: I, I'm never uh, a fan of, you know, lying to your parents or having disclosure between your parents. But I honestly think, and I'm, this is not like advice, but I think therapy, it. it can be useful for that to just be between you and your therapist and that not have to be di- disclosed between you and your parents because I think the misunderstanding is just way too wide at the moment of course it depends on your parents mm-hmm. but I knew that I, I I outweighed the pros and the cons between telling my parents and not telling my parents and I decided that like I would turn out better if I just kind of kept this like low key and just between right. me and my therapist
1: all right so someone else said parents are afraid of the stigma of telling strangers stuff that should be kept amongst ourselves.
0: Mm. You know, I don't I don't think I have any like vivid memories of my mom saying something like this, but I just feel like this has always been like an unsaid rule is like don't say too much. Like, yeah, this has keep, been like,
1: a rule in my house every single day.
0: But it's at the same time it's like gossip is also such a such a primal force in our community, yeah. so it's like pick a side. Well, you want to keep things low key, but you want to tell all your friends. That's I fun. think
1: they want to keep things low key when it revolves around them, but if it's regarding other people's families, to make them more elevated in society, they want to, you know, talk bad. Yeah. I'm not saying your parents, I'm not saying my parents. What I'm saying for the, in general, they want to talk badly about other people so they can become higher up in society, you know. And I think yeah. my mom has always said, you know, you trust your f- close friends, like you have your close friends, but don't tell them everything in your life don't tell them like all the secrets because usually it's your close friends that are turning against you and honestly like (laughs) i'm not gonna say like oh i that's never gonna happen to me because you never know but i'm saying like that's that's also like a south asian mentality where you feel like everyone's gonna turn against you that's because of all the trauma she's had and a lot of trauma that south asian people have had in general because it's usually like if you're Bangladeshi, it's usually the Bangladeshi people turning against you, even if they are family, even if they are your close friends, you know, even in, in like, business especially. Um, so it's just, like, crazy because even now, I'm very vocal in the South Asian community, you know, like, if you guys watch my Instagram v- videos, my TikToks, like, I am not afraid to be vocal and not push things under the rug, as y'all know, yeah. Um So... It's hard for me to navigate that because my mom is fine with it now. But in the past, she has, you know, told me to not say too much. And I honestly don't. Like, if you guys watch my videos, I have a good way of bringing up topics without sharing too much about my life to the, you know, the nitty gritty. Like, I will share stuff, but I'm not going to air out all of my drama. And I think it's really important to balance the two. And that's why I feel like a lot of parents don't want you to air out your business to other people because they feel like your reputation is going to get ruined. And it doesn't even matter if it's a therapist and you know they aren't allowed to tell anyone about your confidential matters. I think they just have this fear that their status or their reputation is going to get destroyed. I don't know. So that's why I feel like even parents don't really share their personal like if they are fighting with their husbands or fighting with their partners if they have a really terrible relationship with their kids like they're not going to share that with their close friends they're gonna act like everything is fine just so they can you know feel better about themselves
0: you know i i saw my mom doing a lot that a lot growing up and i think that got passed down into me because you know like i i don't really talk too much about just like stuff that i'm going through you know personally even with you even with like close people i keep it very internalized and i keep it very solo and i think i get that from We're my working mom, on that, my though. mom yeah and you know not not that it's a bad thing not that it's a good thing um you know there's pros and cons to each side but yeah i uh i think i got that from my mom you know i yeah. think i think that got passed down
1: yeah um so someone else said something pretty long but very interesting they said it took me a lot to even realize i have unhealed trauma and realize that a lot of my dad's family has a lot of toxic behaviors that i saw as normal i'm going to find a therapist this summer however it's been hard to find and only happening since i'm living in new york city
0: i think that kind of goes back to what i was saying about the purpose behind therapy is like you'll go thinking that or not that you'll go but it's it's thought to for it to just be a venting session where where no you go and you just learn stuff that you had no idea about Mm -hmm. that like it um, like uncovers parts of you until it was vocalized and illustrated and articulated by a professional who knows what they're saying you're like holy shit that makes more than enough sense and how it relates to my life and just unlocking those fabrics just does wonders for like the way that you process things from that point on your perspective from that point on and the fact that you know the person who said this recognized that without the therapy yet once you go to the therapy that is going to only enhance and widen and i'm very excited for you to eventually get connected with a therapist. It's
1: crazy because we're just so normalized to our behaviors and the behaviors of our family members and our friends because we've just dealt with it for so long. Even if it is toxic, even if it is unhealthy, we're just very used to it and we don't think that it needs immediate attention. You know, I feel like a lot of us in the South Asian community, especially, we don't really bring up issues because we were always taught to, you know, look at the brighter side or think about the people that have it worse and i think again it's really important to go to therapy even if you don't have it as bad it's still important to not get it to that point where you're feeling so low and you just have to go to therapy because you just like can't think for yourself anymore and on top of that i think trauma and you know bad memories or whatever it is really just seeps into personal relationships with your friends with your family members with your relationships and there's just like so much that you can unlearn that you didn't even think you had to unlearn you know like even from like past relationships like i i was acting a certain way back in the day with mishun when i first met him because of the unhealed trauma that i still had you know so it's like things like that you really need assistance sometimes to like guide you through it you know i'm very grateful that Mashun helped me through it in the beginning and that, you know, I have someone like him. But it's just hard to to do it on your own, especially if you don't have, you know, the best support group or if you just want a objective opinion.
0: All it could really take is just your therapist to say one thing that'll just flip such a big switch and it'll make you realize so much. Yeah, that's why you hear all the time like, you know, one therapy session could do so much for somebody i didn't even see my therapist for that long right. but like you hear me in this episode like I, I still get happy and excited talking about him because the experience was just that good and i learned so much from my little time with him so you can only imagine how how much more i could learn if i went for longer you know
1: so someone said been in therapy for years now but my mom thinks it's a waste of time and money i heard this thing today from ava jules's podcast. She was saying how a lot of us feel guilty when we spend money on ourselves because, you know, we're spending money on ourselves. But to reframe that and to make yourself feel better, you can say that spending this money on myself is an investment for myself. It's an investment for my future. So, like, you know, a lot of our parents are like, why did you move out? You can just live at home for free and get food for free and just all you have to do is study. You know, why pay rent and groceries and all that And the thing is, paying rent, paying for groceries, living by myself, struggling is an investment for myself. I know it's going to make me feel happier. It's going to be better for my mental health. It's going to make me more successful in the future, provide for my parents in the future. And I think that's the same thing with therapy. And it's really hard for your parents to understand that it's an investment for yourself. And I think they have to see that growth. And I'm not really sure how you can show them that growth unless you utilize, you know, some of the practices that you've learned in therapy or like some of the new things that you've learned and use it on your parents or like use it to improve your relationship with your parents.
0: You know, the same type of thing with investments. A lot of people invest their money and then they just kind of forget where these investments go when mm-hmm. it's important to keep track of the growth of that investment look into you know your stocks every now and then look into your like your your whatever every, and make sure that things are growing like try to get as much tangible evidence as possible and obviously you can't have tangibles with therapy but um the way that you treat people the way that you communicate the way that you process the the new gain knowledge that you have those are tangible that you can show to your parents. Just so, Fire. so make sure that you're you're doing that, and not just once you get home from therapy, you just go back to your room and just feel treat, like, treat feel it like, like that, you that was therapy.
1: just a alternative of what I just said. But
0: well, the thing is, you you talk for five seconds. I, I have to come through with, that sound effect. I, that just... I i have to come through with the all right you know, moving with the, on with the wise Next words and final one you know it's really crazy i know y'all really like this the episode one with the masters, so i know like, it I'm ended the, too like, soon like, all I'm right we got it like, we got I'm it the writer you know like she she's the quote-unquote <laughs> writer but like i'm the writer you feel me it's kind of we don't feel you we don't feel you if you think about it
1: guys i was so hungry today i was so excited to <laughs> grab a granola bar for my you know lunch in between my after school and my school i grabbed it i was already late <laughs> in
0: between your after school and you know my school.
1: college and after my what student teaching the little break i have i grabbed it and it was melted It. Dissipated. i was so mad i flung it <laughs> I was so mad anyway so last and gonna, final uh, response we got more i know we got so many parents take it personal and feel they raised you wrong when you interested in therapy
0: I I knew that that was going to happen if I was open about me going to therapy when I was with my right. mom. Right. So I think that was a leading factor why I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And whether it's true or not, you know, we don't got to get into that. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to disclose that information with your parents because at the end of the day, if you tell them, well, uh, obviously everybody's lives are different, but I knew that if I were to tell my mom, oh, like, going to the this and this and this and this and that and that and that it it doesn't really do anything mm-hmm. you know it, it's especially if i say it in that way um but uh i think it's important yeah, to I'm,
1: not put blame on anyone so it's not like you're gonna say oh i'm going to therapy because of you and then the parents are gonna be like well we need therapy because of you you don't need therapy like blah blah, blah. therapy is a waste of yeah. money I feel like it's really important, again, to, to say it in a in a stance of patience, in a stance of mindfulness, and it's very much easier said than done. It's so hard to, you know, stay calm in the moment when they're acting like that, but it's important to stand your ground in a, you know, um, a tone that's well-mannered and patient.
0: That's why, like, you, you don't bring these things up when they're brought up by right. them. Like, for example... I got my first tattoo when I was 19 and I didn't show my mom for like 2 months until like this one morning we went to a coffee shop and we both ordered coffees and it was a nice, you know, Saturday Saturday morning where, you know, the 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 birds were humming and All right, we got you, it. We got it. You dig what I'm saying? It was a good vibes, good time, nice music playing at the coffee shop. All right. So then I just decided to to whip it out. Mom, I got a tattoo. And I knew that if it it was it it turned out a lot better because I told her in a in a good time, other than just like her just finding out and us like arguing about it. All you right, did what buddy. I was in.
1: You got your ten second advice?
0: You're just not gonna acknowledge that gem I dropped. No, that gem That was, was, was fine. my ten advice. That was that was ten not a ten, ten second. second advice. That really was. You
1: cannot combine your advice with our responses <laughs> with your ten second advice.
0: Uh, well what do you say?
1: What happened with you? living your life recording podcasts until we're old can't even right, finish your 10 thing. second advice
0: here's the thing i i don't have 10 second advice but i do have like a three minute advice no that we I don't want
1: that come on we don't want a three
0: minute <laughs> advice. it's please. a good one it's a good please, one it's please. a good one
1: just condense right. it into 30 seconds
0: well here's the thing do you have anything <laughs> now he's because you never time. do i do because you never do then go
1: my advice is read books because you're going to feel like you're in another universe.
0: Wow. No,
1: I'm telling you right now, like, I don't have time for books. My therapist literally asked me the other day, what do you do for self-care? And I laughed in her face. I don't do self-care. I don't have time for self-care. Self-care is a very big privilege, whereas therapy is also a even bigger privilege, you know? But my form of self-care is reading on the subway on my daily commute to school and coming back from school. That's the only time I have for self-care. And reading, I've been really hitting some good South Asian slash immigrant books lately. Reading really just puts you in a whole other universe. It makes you learn about so many different perspectives that you've never, you'd never even thought about. And you just learn about history, you know, depending on what books you're reading and it's just crazy i wish people were more into reading you know
0: i agree but i also know that you've used that same piece of advice at least like three times so no it's like, no come you know, on it gets to it gets to a point <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know you, come you on know what I'm saying. now he's searching up you on google what, what to say <laughs> he's on google <laughs> what advice no, should no. i say to my difficulty i'm just
0: term? i'm honestly just, sco- just scrolling through my notes just trying to find any This man is on notes, notes on
1: his computer now.
0: <laughs> no, I just be spitting. Okay, I don't have any advice. Um, I had three-minute advice, but that will have to wait for another episode. Uh, but uh, thank you guys for listening to our episode of difficult dish about therapy. Please leave us a rating. Please leave us a review. Please tell us you love us. And please have a good rest of your day or night.
1: Allah Hafiz